Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, like every fifth episode, it's Steph and I sharing some of our own stories with you. And today, we get to trade stories with one of our new friends, Mr. Jeremy Hartman. Mr. Hartman teaches at our kids' school, and from our conversation, is apparently just as competitive when playing sports as we are. And of course, we share stories with Jeremy, but he also tells us a few good ones as well, including the very first time he met Steph, (laughs) and then later me. And as you would expect, his first impression of meeting Steph was much different than his first impression of meeting me. (laughs) (laughs) You can probably guess where that story goes. You guys, we cannot (laughs) wait for to hear these very fun stories with Mr. Jeremy Hartman. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Steph? Yes. Welcome to episode 145. Didn't think it was going to happen. I know, but we're here. Yes. And today we have a special guest with us. It's Mr. Hartman. It's Mr. Hartman. <laughs> it's our kids. Gym teacher, <laughs> the director of athletics and physical education at Grace Christian School, Mr. Jeremy Hartman. Mr. Hartman. It's Mr. Hartman. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. Very excited to be here. So I have a new title for you okay. that I came up with, just so you know. I want to test this out. Get your See reaction. See if Mrs. Phillips likes this title. Yes. Director of Exercise Science and Athletic Performance. Oh, yeah. That's way too fancy. That's <laughs> <laughs> not going to fly. Not going to fly. Like, it would be really intimidating for the other teachers. Yeah, that, that just sounds very fancy and official. And I feel like I am not either one of those things. So Okay. I want to talk about how we got to this point okay. with Mr. Hartman. So about six months ago, we dropped episode 120. And like every fifth episode, it's us sharing our stories. Mm-hmm. And typically, we're sharing with friends. And we were sharing the stories of your sister, Katie, <laughs> going to the <laughs> annual mother-son laser tag event in Dodgeball Yes, at our school, which apparently was founded by you. This was your idea, correct? This was my idea. That is correct. And how long have you been doing this? Um, I believe it's about six or seven years now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it a tough sell to oh. the principal to start this type of annual event? Not at all. This was a very easy sell. We've done father-daughter dance for years and years, and moms would come to me and say, hey, what about what about mother-son? What can we do mother-son? And sons don't want to do a dance, no. as, as right. you would expect. So my brain had always thought mother-son dodgeball, but I envisioned these moms who are no longer active with sports throwing a ball for an hour, and then the next day having to ice their shoulders, elbows, having surgeries, all because they played dodgeball for an hour. So I thought, we can't. it can't be dodgeball. And so at some point I went to the principal, to Mrs. Phillips, and said, what would you think about us getting a laser tag set to have at the school to use for camps as well as for this event? And she was on board. I mean, I think I ordered them the next day. Really? She was on board right away. Because apparently this is one of the most popular events at the school. Yep. It is a marquee event that kids look forward to. And in fact, I now have some fathers and daughters saying, hey... Why can't we do father-daughter laser tag? Really? Well, you've got the father-daughter dance, so like, ugh. It becomes tricky. But yes, it's exciting. So the school principal, Mrs. Phillips, heard our episode 120, apparently sent it to you. 
Is that right? Yep. She told me that it was there and that they talked about laser tag. So I jumped on. Okay. Let me hear this thing. Yep. Okay. And then Mrs. Phillips actually hitched you to us and said, hey, if you ever need someone, another guest, Mr. Hartwin would be great to talk to. Yes. And I immediately deleted that email. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate that. (laughs) I actually was like, okay, sure. I appreciate that. Then you sent me an email. I pitched myself. I did. And then I had to vet you because there's a lot of people who have great stories but don't know how to tell them or not enthusiastic or just terrible at telling stories. Yes, absolutely. I vetted you to a few people and then I looked at the list that you gave me and I was like, okay, this could actually work. Let's make this happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. So apparently stuff, Mr. Hartman here has listened to (gasps) a handful of episodes. Oh, I'd I'd say 10 to 15. Solid. Yes. I got on a good streak. I had to go to Troy, Ohio a couple weeks ago. I listened to all of the uh, Fury and his yes. wife. Oh, yes. And then the uh, the gentleman that was in the towers at 9-11. Mm. I listened to all those on one trip. So, yeah, I've, I've listened to quite a bit. And the ones with Katie, you guys are just the sister connection is... <laughs> It's just too much. It's too much. I, I relate with, to you yes. in those episodes. Can you tell them apart? Um, some people can't. Their voices. I think I can pretty okay. well, yeah. So, Mr. Hartman here sent me an email. Mm-hmm. Quote, Although I don't technically have a bucket list, being on Tell Us a Good Story is kind of a bucket list <gasps> thing for me. Yes. What? So my first response when I read this was, do you know what bucket list actually means? <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't sure. But too, I'm like, okay, you got to raise the standard here, Mr. Hartman, because I was not expecting to hear that. So That's I thought that was very awesome. funny. Yeah, That's I, so I, mean, awesome. I can slightly clarify, as a young person, as an athlete, I've always loved sports. I've loved to watch. I've loved to play. I'm very active. And I love broadcasting. In general, I just think being a broadcaster would be like the ultimate for me. Yes. And I also have a, just a fascination with behind-the-scenes type things. So like, how do you even record a podcast? Where do you do it? You know, all these things. So to be a part of a podcast to me was kind of like a... Pretty cool it's, idea. It's in that media kind of radio TV realm to me. So that's kind of where that came from. And I've listened, like I said, listened to about 15 episodes. You guys do a great job. I love that I can turn off my kids and have zero concern that they're going to hear anything they shouldn't. And, you know, you're just very entertaining, great rear guests. So, I, yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. So driving over here, were you nervous? I've been nervous for the last 24 to 48 <laughs> hours, yes. <laughs> there was a lot of sleep lost. I dreamt, I dreamt about you guys last night. I did. Uh, we were actually, me and you were hanging out at GCS in my dream last night. So We're just, we're just bros, just best we're buddies. We're just bros driving, hanging out, yep. Driving to Troy, That's listening right. to tell us a good story. Absolutely, yep. So, very nervous, yep. Uh, sleep was lost. Oh, uh, well, hopefully this is not a big deal, right, now that you're here. Yep. So, one of the things on your list you said... Apparently, the time that you met Steph or her sister Katie, yes. apparently it's memorable in some way, which okay. I can only imagine yes. what this is. Memorable to me, yes. <laughs> so I've got, I've got one for all three of you, and I know that you shared with me what you remember meeting me, but that's not the same time I remember meeting you, so okay. those aren't the same either. I'll start with Steph since she's here in the room. I was in Aldi. I'm a loyal Aldi shopper, a firm believer in cheap food for a large family. I have four children, so we spend a lot of money there. And... Uh, I was there by myself. I had dropped my kids at school. I wasn't working that day, so I was going to get groceries. And as I'm walking the aisles, I just hear this voice. (laughs) And I'm like, a Disney princess has been dropped into Aldi today with this beautiful little girl in the cart, who I later would figure out was Elle. But at the time, she was a preschooler. This is probably three or four years ago. 
And I'm just up in this. I was thinking, man, this woman is happy. I don't know what has gotten into her, but she is just loving her life. And man, is she loud. And she is. She is. The whole store can hear everything she's saying. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, this woman. I'm ready to go home and tell my wife, like you won't believe, like there was a Disney princess in Aldi. But sure enough, I go to the, I go to my van, and I'm putting my groceries away in the back of the van, and this car stops and rolls down the window, and this woman says, "Are you Mr. Hartman?" And I look over, and it's the Disney princess. And she says, my daughter Emmy just loves your class. And they're like, oh, so I know the Disney princess. So I just didn't, you know, I had not put together yet that this was a relation to a, a student I had. And so that is my first memory of you, Steph. It was memorable. And oh my I, I hope I don't insult by saying, I mean, you were, it's great that you're so happy. I think it's fabulous. I think more, if more people were like you, we'd live in a much happier world. So oh my that's my God. first memory of Steph. I've had people ask me, like, you and your sister, mm-hmm. are they for real? Or is this fake? Is this over-the-top energy at any point in act? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, she is that way in real life. She's more so than what you hear on the radio mm-hmm. in our podcast because our producer mutes Steph's microphone <laughs> and, <laughs> and ramps down the volume, yeah. right? So when Steph screams at a guest or is over-the-top excited, I love it, and our guests love it. But if you are driving your car, you might wreck your car with how excited Steph and her sister gets, right? So our producer ramps down her volume. So in real life, she's actually more excited than what you hear on the radio. So how did that play out for you when you first were meeting her as a younger person? Yes. And you just have this woman that's just happy and loud all the time. And then you thought, I want to marry that woman. Yeah. So Is that how that went down? The the thing that attracted me to stuff the most was her personality. Okay. Because when we met, it was like, okay, she was unique. That was a rare conversation I just had. And I think this might be the coolest girl I've ever met. And so what a fun family to, to be a part of. But yeah. yeah, that was the, okay. hands down, that was the first impression was, oh my gosh, her personality was off the charts amazing. Yeah. So good question. All right. Let's hear Katie. So, Sister Katie, um, before I even met Katie, I knew that she was excitable. The first day of school, we have this large gathering, and you guys know, in our gymnasium, we bring in the entire school, all the students, all the families. We have a, like a worship time at the beginning of the day, and then we call up classes one by one to be sent off with their teachers, and here you go, have a great school year. And so, my office is actually right connected to the gym, so I can see everything going on just from my office. I'm walking out of my office, and I see this woman sprinting. <laughs> toward the stage as excited as can be and running towards someone near the front. And I'm thinking this woman just came back from a mission trip. She's surprising a family member on opening school day. They haven't seen her in like a, you know, six months or something. She's going crazy. And I, at this time I had no idea who this woman is. I'm asking who is, who is this lady? Well, that's Sam Schnetzer's mother. Oh, and that's Sam. So she's just running up to see her child. She's that excited to see her own child. This is just Wednesday. This, this is just normal. This is who Katie is. Okay. So fast forward. The first time I think we actually talked in person was at Mother Son Laser Tag that we've referenced already. And, she, you know, she's decked out with her eye black and their ninja gear. And, I mean, you know, they're just, they're over the top, which is great. That's what I want this to be. I'm in the hallway. I turn the corner. Hi, guys. It's Hey, Alex. Hey, Sam. You know, I know these guys. They're my students. And there's Katie with them. And she looks at me. And again, you would have thought we were old high school friends seeing each other for the first time in 20 years. I mean, and she just goes off about how amazing this event is and everything. And I thought, 
if someone saw us, they would think that we were. Maybe she even was my sister. I don't know. Right. You know. Right. So yeah, that was the first real interaction I had with Katie, and uh, nothing I've seen from her since would lead me to believe that anything's going to ever be different. Yes. Than that. Well, Steph, and I'm sure it happens to Katie as well. But like at church, when Steph meets someone for the first time, it doesn't matter if they want a hug or not. Steph is going <laughs> to give them one. a bear yes. hug. And you've, you've scared some people before, I right? Have. How aggressive your hugs are. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> like, the one point, the woman just stood there, and her arms were, like, at her sides. Didn't matter. Still let her know the love of Jesus through that hug of mine, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> go ahead. I was say, can I ask, you and Katie, uh, how far apart are you in age? Like, two and a half years. Two and a half years in age. So, you're, like, in high school. Just, like, does the hallway clear when you guys walk to a class? Like, are we... <laughs> Is, was it like that? I just, I'm just curious. It was it. No, okay. No. Mm-mm. I feel like it came out more as we've gotten older. Okay. We weren't like this yeah. in high school as much. Like, we were happy, but nothing like we are now. And are there any additional siblings, or is it just you two? We have an older brother, but okay. he's not. He's more mellow. He's, he's more, more reserved. Yes. The Kevin I mean, realm. Okay. How could he be, right? There's. <laughs> I don't know if my parents you wouldn't take it. let him in the car if he was in that same <laughs> excitable level. Right? But we do get yelled at by my mom still to this day. That is true. If we're being too loud, she can't hear. We do get in trouble. That is true. So. I mean, I think more energy. It's just energy, and it's positive, and it's happy, so it's great. It just it definitely stands out. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I would say for you and both Katie. Both you definitely stand out. And there are reasons you can stand out for a lot of negative things. This is a good one, though. So Thanks, I, Mr. I'm Hartman. poking fun, but I do I do enjoy the energy you guys have. So imagine those two ladies. <laughs> Next year for laser tag, <laughs> just watch out. Oh, because your son will That's be in preschool. Right. Little man's gonna be in kindergarten. So, okay, watch out for Here we two. Go. We've already planned our outfits. Ninjas, you just wait. Pistol whipping kids <laughs> <laughs> in laser tag. We have it down. We're gonna be in sync. We're gonna be doing rolls over each other. Oh, you just wait. We're gonna have it all I, choreographed. I can't. I can't wait. But no, imagine these two ladies. As T-ball coaches. Oh, boy. The third base coach, the first base coach, (laughs) screaming at the kids to run, right? So, Mr. Hartman, last year, we were coaching the kids, Mm -hmm. okay? I thought I was coaching the kids, right? right? The first game, me and our brother-in-law. Well, it was you and Katie's husband, Mike, and then my dad. It was supposed to be you three coaches. And guess what happens the first game? All of a sudden, Steph and her sister go to first and third base. Like, they just promoted themselves <laughs> from the fans to the coaches. We're like, oh, okay. All right. That's fine. Well, then they just stayed out there the whole game, like coaching the kids when they're out in the field. Yep. And by game two, they had matching hats, matching shirts. And I was relegated to bench coach yelling at the kids to stop climbing the fence. <laughs> so my Perfect. dad, of course, gets out to watch the game. He's never been there. The T-ball diamonds are a good 100 yards away. And he's like, Kevin, as soon as I get out of the car, I hear these two women screaming. And I'm like, okay, just follow that voice. I guess the game's <laughs> over there. So I'm going to walk that way. And <laughs> Where's the field? Just follow the voices. And the problem with volunteer coaches is you can't fire them. I and mean, it's hard to fire volunteers. <laughs> or your wife. So, or your wife. So they've promoted themselves to these positions. And there you are on the bench yes. thinking, this is going to affect my daily life if I do something about this. Mm-hmm. So you have to just let it go. I was just sitting there thinking, is this really the best use of my skills? <laughs> Here, yelling at kids to stop climbing the fence and stop drinking out of the same water bottles. So that's what happened. It all worked out. But it, it all worked out. some great yes. memories. Steph, what's most important to you when it comes to building a new home? Okay. 
I want a builder who's an expert in what they do, is going to be honest with me, and cares about even the smallest of details. Well, thankfully, we know just the builder. You know it. It's Jay and Connie Luby with Luby Companies. Friends, don't just take our word for it. Go check out their website at lubycompanies.com. That's L-U-E-B-B-E companies.com. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. So before I get to the first time I remember meeting you, yes. what was the first time you met me? The first time I actually recall was only just last year at the okay. father-daughter dance. And I, I have a daughter, Cora. She is um, currently a second grader. And so she was a first grader at the time. And we are getting a line. There was a photo booth that had a mile line, long yes. line. We weren't down for that. So, but then there was just a little backdrop where you could just take your own picture. And so I'm like, oh, I got minimum I'm getting the backdrop picture. So I take Cora up to get the backdrop picture. And in my clumsiness, I kind of knock down part of the sign <laughs> behind me. And here comes this nice young man, Kevin. And before we take our picture, he fixes the backdrop for us. And then I see Emmy and I put together, oh, this is Emmy's dad. And so my first mayor view was very, very normal. And I was very appreciative because I would have had a bad picture on the only picture that I got. So that, that's the first time I remember okay. uh, meeting you. Yes. So forgive me because honestly... I've only talked to you a handful of times. Yeah. So I promise you I will be more engaging. But yes, when I'm at the school, I stay He's out of the way. He's in his zone. I stay out of the way. Yep. Anywho, I remember that night we're walking in and someone yells behind me, whoa, look at Mr. Hartman. <laughs> and you turn you're like, take a picture, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, twice a year, I'm wearing a tie, Easter and father-daughter dance. Yep. And Emmy, my daughter's like, oh my gosh, I didn't recognize Mr. Hartman. And I'm like, why is that? He's like, because every day he's wearing shorts or sweatpants. Shorts and a t-shirt every day. Every day. And you got me that day, you got me in a suit. And so, yes, the dads who see me at events and, and the kids who see me, of course, at school every day, they're just like, whoa. And people don't realize that I even am capable of putting a suit on. But <laughs> a couple times a year, it does happen. I mean, isn't that the American dad dream? It is. To wear shorts and it t-shirt every, every day. day. Well, I think since COVID, a lot of Americans have now experienced my dream because they wear it at home all the time. But yes. um, the kids are wearing a school uniform. The teachers are wearing dress clothes. And then here I am in my shorts and my t-shirt every day. So let me tell you about the first time I met you. Okay. All right. Very memorable for me. Not so much for you. <laughs> so we started at the school, Emmy's in kindergarten. And I think it was maybe a parent-teacher conference or something. No, it wasn't a parent-teacher. It was like, greet the teacher yes. so yeah. we could meet the, you know, the Spanish teacher. The An open, art open house. Open, open house. house. That's what they call the them. Yep. That makes sense. <laughs> That makes sense. Starts with a thanks, Mr. Yes. Hartman. So we go to the open house because Emmy's with us. Mm -hmm. We go into the gymnasium and you are allowing parents to shoot free throws. Yep. And the kids would get a dress down. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> that did not go so well for me. Okay. So Emmy's like, Dad, please, please, can you shoot a free throw for me? I'm like, sure. Not a problem. I got this. I got this. So I get in line. You hand me the ball. And then I realize I am wearing my work clothes. So I had... Jeans on, nice but down shirt, a sweater over top of that. So I'm like, no big deal. So you hand me the ball, <laughs> no warm-ups, shoot it right online, do my follow-through, and it's right online. I'm like, that's money. And then it just grazes the net. <laughs> and I completely airball it. Yes. Completely airball it. So I look at my daughter, and Emmy is crushed. <laughs> she, Mr. Hurt, she is crushed. Like, she's getting ready to cry. I'm like, Emmy, so sorry. Apparently, you don't get a dress down day. I'm so sorry. So we get out in the car, and I look in the rear view mirror as we're leaving, and Emmy is so sad. She is so sad. I'm like, Emmy, what is wrong? She's like, Dad, did you even try to make that shot? 
I'm like, Emmy, I promise, I did. She's like, but Mama said you used to play basketball in college, and then you, Eric, you didn't even hit the rim. And I'm like, Emmy, let me tell you something. One, when I played basketball in college, I got some warm-up shots, all right? Two, I'm not wearing this professional clothes that restricts my follow-through. So, yes, I used to be good, but I'm not right now when I get no warm-up shots. And so she was crushed. Absolutely crushed, where she was crying on the way home. Yeah, we really appreciated that that night, thanks to you, Mr. Hartman. That was oh, fun. My goal was to crush children's hopes and dreams <laughs> that day. So, um, I do remember that day. Again, I don't remember you specifically doing that. Several parents attempted an air bald. Um, there, were, there were two problems for me that day. I was the only one who played college <laughs> basketball, though. No, actu- actually not. That's That actually happened. The, another dad who I knew, and that time I did know that dad because his son is a little older, so I had already had him several years, so I knew the dad. He steps up. He's ready to go. He looks all professional and good. Takes a shot. Air ball. And I make the smart comment. Wonderful teacher here. Oh, maybe you should just stick to baseball. Because I knew he was a baseball guy. <laughs> Turns out he played Division One college basketball. And I felt like the biggest jerk. Uh, I didn't know that about Emmy, so now I'm going to have a little post-morning over that one. But the other thing that happened that day is Early on, it was, hey, one shot and you're out. Later in the day, the crowds were down low. And so I would give parents three, four, five chances. Hey, just shoot till you make one to give your kid a dress down day. (laughs) So I feel like maybe I should give Emmy a dress down day six years later now. It's like a, I'm so sorry about that. So yeah, if you were to come later in the day, probably no problem. Yes. Well, every teacher was supposed to do something interactive, so that was where my brain went. Okay, well, let me let me let the parents engage with the kids, help the kids out. So it seemed like a great idea. We were engaged in the car on the way home. (laughs) Absolutely were. To the point where I remember that day specifically because she was crushed. (laughs) Let me tell you that moment that you had my respect. Again, it goes back to kindergarten. Amy comes home in her gym clothes, and I'm like, what did you play today in gym class? And she tells me, dodgeball. Oh, yeah. And immediately I'm like, oh, my gosh, they still do that in this world. What's your gym teacher's name? Mr. Hartman. Okay. That man gets it. (laughs) He gets it. He knows that part of every childhood, you need to understand what it's like to have your back against the mat, on the wall, try not to get hit in the face with a dodgeball, <laughs> right? Every kid in America should have that experience in their childhood. So, have you gotten pushback from parents as director of exercise science to play dodgeball? I have not. I have not really? gotten much pushback on that. Anytime a person asks me about it, and, and I do show the kids, the balls we use are, are essentially pillows with a small plastic covering on them. When we were younger, we may have used like a, a kickball yes. outside. Yeah, a, a, rubber, like a, red a hard rubber ball. Yes. Would leave a welt. Welt on oh, your face, yes. yes. So the two things is the ball is squishy. I literally squeeze it for them and show I can squeeze it inside my hands and make it almost nothing. And then it kind of, the air comes back in and it comes back out. So that's part of it. Part of it too is we don't count headshots. So if you do get hit in the face, you're not out. Which does eliminate a lot of problems because if you get hit in the face and you're crying and you're upset, and then I come up and say, but it's okay, you're still in the game. The tears just magically disappear and on we play. So those are kind of the two things that I don't get pushed back because of those reasons. But I'm glad that you respect that on me. I mean, making kids cry is a big part of my job. As you've already experienced firsthand. Yes, absolutely. As a parent, I really do respect that. (laughs) But Amy came home a few weeks ago. Same thing. Hey, what did you play in gym class today? Because she had her gym clothes on. She's like, Dad, we played dodgeball, but I got a little aggressive. I'm like, what do you mean you got aggressive? So she's like, today in class, I may have hit a few kids in the chicken nuggets. <laughs> 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 and I go, Gosh. what do you mean 
a, a few kids. Like, if it's one, it's an accident. But three times? All right, Steph. I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> A distant second. <laughs> totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. So you guys were talking about dodgeball, and it made me think about the mother-son laser tag dodgeball event. Yes. And Katie telling stories about how she might have gotten somebody a little too aggressive in the stomach. He yeah. cried. She actually knocked him sat, down. She sat herself down because she felt bad. Yes. But do you have any stories from the mother-son laser tag? But initially, the first few years I did it, it was only laser tag. It was a laser tag only event. And then I felt like it was getting a little dry because essentially it was you play a seven or eight minute round while half the group waits in another room and eats snacks. And then you flop places and play seven minutes while the first group sits and, and eats snacks. And you basically just do that three times and it's over. And that was great for the first few years. But then, you know, they have a lot of repeat customers. They want something new. So I had, okay, let's, let's see if we can throw in two rounds of laser tag and then we throw in a round of dodgeball. So that's what happened. That's how that came about. But as far as the moms, this was the first year that dodgeball was in. And I mean, the moms. Aggressive. <laughs> it was like any frustration you've ever had with your child. Let's go, baby. <laughs> they, I expected them to kind of be like a little kinder throws. Oh, no. No, no, no. It was on. It was game time. <laughs> like even more than laser tag. Oh, yes. Because in laser tag, you're, you're pressing a trigger. There's no physical... Con there shouldn't be physical contact. Obviously, the Schnetzers may be <laughs> immune to that rule, but there shouldn't be any physical contact. But in dodgeball, man, you are wailing that thing, and you are going... And, and they did not hold back. And the moms, I mean, they wanted to win. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's what I deal with, too. When we play like a student versus staff volleyball game, I want to win because if I don't win, the kids are never going to let me hear no, the end. No, they're not. We beat you in volleyball, Mr. Hartman. Right. We, they're never going to let me hear the end. Same thing for the moms. They're going to go home, and their son's going to be like... Put their you know, finger up to the forehead, you know, whatever. They're going to say all these things. So it's really important for the moms to win those games. So they were all out. I think at both events, I do a younger age group. And then later in the night, we did an older age group. I think the kids won in both. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to top what Katie said. I was listening to that podcast rolling in my kitchen. Like, yep, I remember that. Yep, I remember that. Oh, yeah, she's right on about that. So like, that's what really drew me in is this story of the event that I was at. And it was all right on. So no, I don't think I have a major story from Dodgeball that stands out. From the laser tag side, I do have an event that took place about five years ago. So what I do is I walk around with a microphone, and every once in a while I just give an update. We have a big scoreboard on the wall. Okay. So there's a huge scoreboard on the wall. Points are going. The clock's counting down. So I'm just walking around saying, all right, three minutes left. Moms are up by five. Come on, kids. Let's go. Whatever. Hey, this comes back to your dream of commentating, right? I was right? so right. thinking that. Oh, there you go. It's 100%. Yes, that's true. And then I pop in and talk to the moms in the snack. And I just make sure I get to know everybody, say hi to everybody, you know, that kind of So it's kind of a PR time for me as well. And I'm doing that, and a mom's like, hey, we got a situation in the gym. Thinking, <laughs> okay, a mom's gone overboard. What's going to happen here, right? So I walk into the gym, and sure enough, a young man has vomited <gasps> right in the middle of the gym floor. And the lights are all off because oh. we play in the dark. 
So with the lights off, who knows who might step in it? So immediately, boom, I'm lights on, microphone, everybody. We need to pause for a minute. If you guys could all move away from the gym floor, we're going to take a quick break here and have a little cleanup. You know, we'll, we'll continue as soon as we can. But please, everybody stay over there. Well, there's a young man who decides to not listen, which young men will do from time to time. <laughs> and it's not just that he didn't listen. Like he completely just takes off on a sprint toward the exit door. And I swear to you, it's, it was like watching a movie. You know the banana peel and they slip? Yes. He stepped right in it. His feet went out from under him. He landed smack on his back into the pile. And here I am. And I'm not allowed to laugh. That, the worst part of it is I can't laugh because his mom's right there. So inside, I'm dying. Like right. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in That's my life. That's what you get. Now, this was pre-COVID, so people weren't freaking out quite as much. But I have to go upstairs, find I have all these spare old uniforms and old parts and pieces from camps I've done. And I find shorts and I find a shirt. Here you go. Because this kid's not sick. He's just covered in right. someone else's. <laughs> but, you know, it is about a 10-minute delay. We eventually did. We finished it through and got through it. And uh, But I just, I'll never forget watching that. It was I felt like I was watching like Dumb and Dumber or an Adam Sandler movie from the 90s where just that oh, slow motion. Oh, no. Or like a, a bounty commercial where the spill happens and he's running right into the vomit. So oh. what, what was his mom's reaction? <sighs> she wasn't immediately beside him. I think she came running over and kind of scolded him for not listening because <laughs> the moms all got it. They were just like, oh, stay right. away. Got it. Yep, we're staying away. Yep. But I, again, now I can laugh freely and openly about it. But at the time, I had to hold it. And that's one of the hardest things about being a gym teacher. The number of times I see a comedy movie type moment take place. Oh, but I have, to make sure the, I have to make sure the kid's okay. I can't just laugh like everyone else wants to. I have to make sure they're okay. But inside, I'm just like, oh, that was a good one. So one of the things that surprised me was Katie said how people dressed up for this event. She said there were kids there that were dressed up as like William Wallace with the face paint and everything for these events. That blew me away. I did not expect that for a dodgeball laser tag event. My thought would be Katie's just trying to normalize it for herself because there was only one other family. It was just her and another family. (laughs) The the vast majority of people are in normal everyday clothing just having a game. So so Katie was like, okay, those are my people (laughs) right there. Now, I will tell you that for the life of Braveheart has been one of my favorite movies of all time for so long that I, when I saw the William Wallace, I was just like, yes. Yes. And it's a family that I actually, I know well, we go to church with them. So I saw them just like, oh, that's amazing. Yes. And then I saw the ninjas. Yes. And then the older group, of course, they're middle schoolers and they're just like, whatever. My mom made me come. Here we go. You know? So there's only two families. Dressed <laughs> so there were two, two families. I was dressed thinking up. it was so funny. That was part of the admission uh, to get in. You have to be dressed up. But no. I do not promote anything about dressing up. That's completely a, a self-led thing that happens. And I'm all for it. It's just not as, uh, as common as she may have led you to believe. Okay. Do you have any good stories from a teacher versus kids volleyball, like you said, or basketball? Mm. Or have you had any issues like that in the past where, oh my gosh, like this got out of hand. We got way too competitive here. The two things that jump out to me when you say student staff. So my second year at school, I started a student staff volleyball game and a student staff basketball game. Our school only goes up to middle school. So you're talking about our best volleyball and basketball players in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade playing against our teachers, which for the most, you know, the vast majority of our teachers are females between the ages of 40 and 60. Uh, with a few males. At the time I started, I was 25. Now I'm up to 40. So I do. I still claim to be young, but I'm getting there. So anyway, I was a college athlete. I love okay. sports. I'm very competitive. But I'm also, I try to be kind. Where did you play? I played uh, soccer and basketball at Ohio Northern in Ada, Ohio. And apparently that's important to you guys somehow, based on your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. I played basketball at Ohio Northern. When? 
Uh, I graduated in 2001. You played for Joe Campoli? I did. I did too. And Jeff Coleman? Yes. We'll preface how I played basketball. I played JV basketball as a walk-on, mostly for Jeff Coleman. Okay. I played varsity basketball as a bench warmer for Joe Campoli. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I think I logged two and a half minutes in varsity and airballed one shot. <laughs> I was 0 for 1 with an air ball. So I can relate to your experience at gym class. And that is the same exact story as me. I was on JV with Jeff Coleman. And yeah, when I was there, it would have been 98, my freshman year. We started off yeah, number two in the nation. Yeah. And so the two guys ahead of me, uh, Oberdick. Jeremy. Oberdick? No, he was in my class. Okay. Yeah, he and I were, were close friends. Um, Kevin Sensible and mm-hmm. Jeremy Thompson, mm-hmm. both those guys are in the Hall of Fame now, yeah. right? And so those two guys were ahead of me at the guard positions and just incredible. They were just absolutely incredible. So my freshman year, I played with Chris Oberdick. He was a senior. He was an All-American. So my freshman year, they went to the Final Four and yes. lost in the semis. Yes. And then they had a consolation game and lost that as well. They both had the lead late and lost. Uh, but Oberdick, my best memory with him is that uh, he once on a breakaway threw it off the backboard and dunked on my buddy at his first open gym. Yes. I was like, Ooh, it's a tough way to be welcomed. But so yeah, Oberdick <laughs> was one of my closest friends on the team. Nice. And so I would have been a senior when you were a freshman. I did not attend any of those games because it was so hard for me to watch my class. Yeah. Granted, there was only maybe two or three left that were on that team, but to watch my class get to the final four, like yeah. that's hard to watch. Right. Even though I was super excited. That was very tough, yeah. So, yeah, we will have a lot of stories, I guess, off the record here <laughs> yes. that we'll be able to share. But go back to you played college basketball, yes. right? Apparently, you've got that competitive gene to you as yep. well. So how does that translate to being a gym teacher and playing little kids? Yeah, so the, the, uh, when we did student and staff games, the two big memories that stand out to me, number one, in the volleyball game about three years ago, a ball was just put up to the net perfectly. Where, I mean, I just had a clean, <laughs> perfect shot, and I just, I just let it rip. And it ripped right into the face of our best player. I mean, it hit her square in the nose. And if it wasn't bad enough that that happened, I turn over my right shoulder and there is her mom in the bleachers, right beside her grandma in the bleachers. And you can't hit a little kid in the face with their mom and grandma watching. And so the whole gym, I mean, we're talking 400 kids in the school. Everyone's in the gym. Places as loud as can be. Now you can hear a pin drop because the young lady's on the floor holding her face crying. And there I am in the center. I'm the, I'm the villain. I'm the villain in the center. Everyone's looking at me, and I'm just like putting my hands over my face. What did I just do? And of course, on top of that, we're about to play a tournament, so we need our best player for the tournament. So I'm just like freaking out. I'm like, okay, no more hard spikes for me. And mostly now I just tip or I kind of pick my spots. Yeah. Was she okay? She was fine. Okay, good. She was fine. But I mean, her sister is now an eighth grader, and will still her sister will never let me live it down. <laughs> and she was on the team, and I promised her beforehand, I will not spike in your face in this game. <laughs> I promise. Um, The other one was a basketball game. So volleyball, we win some, we lose some. We don't always win. Basketball, we we have never lost in basketball. I believe it. And we do a a quarter where it's the female teachers versus the girls team. And we play the the boys players versus the men. And we alternate back. So we play four quarters total, alternating between men and women playing. So the men finish the last quarter. So I'm on the court at the end. And that's my own way of being controlling and make sure we win. Because I have to be on at the end of the game. You can understand that as a... I think that's so Kevin. Yes, so he can totally get this. Are yeah. you posting these little kids up then? And oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm posting up. Now, some years we have some other staff that aren't great, and I have to really carry the load. And then recently, we've had a run of boy coaches, coaching staff, who have played higher level basketball than I have. So okay. I've just been a role player the last few years. I don't even need to do anything, and we're winning. But no, I can, you know, I'll do a lot. I'll score 10, 15 points and put on a little show and point to the kids in the crowd. <laughs> but, <laughs> because... 
I mean, if you can't be a celebrity in real life, you might as well be a celebrity within the walls of one school building. Are you trash talking these middle school children? There is some trash talking that happens, mostly from them, and I just kind of laugh it off. And like, you know, I might flex on them every once in a while. They'll be like, you know, it's funny that you say that, but we're you're playing against men. We have man muscles. Like, we're not really worried. Things along that nature. But during the game, I'm mostly just business. But there was a year that the boys' team was really strong, and they were raining threes on us, and they were winning. And it got to be late, and we did get the lead back, and they missed a shot. So we have a, a one-point lead. Clock is ticking down. I'm dribbling down the court, knowing that all we have to do is dribble the clock out, and the game's over. Well, Mrs. Phillips is running the scoreboard, and she notices that we still have a little bit of time left before the dismissal bell is going to ring. So we can extend the game a little bit. So she just pauses the clock. <gasps> really? There's 10 seconds left. I'm dribbling it out. Okay. In my head, I'm counting. Okay, we're down to five. We're down to four. I kick it to one of the teachers, the Bible teacher. He's a really good three-point shooter. So I kick it to him. So I'm thinking he's going to shoot the three. The buzzer's going to go off. Make or miss. Doesn't matter. We already won. He shoots the three. I don't hear the buzzer. I'm like, what? I'm freaking. I look up. There's 10 seconds on the clock still. How is this possible? So here comes the, they rebound. Here they come. They give it to the kid who shoots threes from half court half the time. Here he goes. He pulls a three. Now the buzzer does go off and he drains it and the crowd goes crazy. And I'm looking at Mrs. Phillips like I'm going to murder her. Like, what are you doing? If I knew the clock was stopped, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't oh, have shot the ball. That's some home cooking there. Oh, my gosh. And so I have to get on the mic and explain to the crowd, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're so excited that you guys just won the game. But actually... No, you didn't. That was a mistake by Mrs. Phillips. You really did. Oh, I, 100% I did. <laughs> because... You disallowed that shot? My basketball IQ cannot be questioned. And I would have never taken or have never passed it to the teacher to shoot the three if I knew that there was time on the clock. So you literally said, sorry, kids, that did not count. Absolutely. 100% I did. And they argued about it, and we argued about it for weeks. And I just say, well, you didn't actually beat us because the, the clock ran out. The clock was on the, zeros. The yes. re- we went to instant review, and it came back that... The shot was disallowed. I'm so sorry. That's true. I should have. This might have been before replay was super common. I should have came on and said, after further <laughs> review. <laughs> so it was, I mean, the gym was bananas. The kids were crazy. The team and the fans. I mean, you know, most of the fans are cheering. Mostly they're cheering for the kids. Some people are cheering for the teachers. But I still hold that we are undefeated in basketball. And uh, most years it's not really even close because it is, you know, uh, a man's body versus a child's body is just right. a big difference, especially at that age. If it was a high school, it'd be well, a little different. But you have old man strength. You have so. old man strength, and just you, you know, the game. And anyway, that was a fun memory. Yes, nice. and uh, Mrs. Phillips knew that I was upset. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that takes some nerve, Steph, to literally give me the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Phillips, give me the microphone. <laughs> Okay, y'all, y'all having fun now? Okay, that shot did not count. Just so you know, game over. Game over. Game over. Teachers, teachers win. Teachers win. If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So you've been at Grace how many years now? You said 15? 15 years, yeah. Okay. What led you to that particular school? How did you end up at Grace versus maybe another Christian school or public school? Yeah. So I I went to public school. I grew up in Springfield, Ohio. I went to public school, K through 12, same kids, you know, for the most part, same kids the whole way through about 150 kids. 
Uh, then I went to Ohio Northern, as we talked about. and um, The Harvard of the Midwest, <laughs> by the way. That's right. The frozen tundra of Ada, Ohio, <laughs> with the Wilson Football Factory. Yes. So my wife also went to Ohio Northern. She's a pharmacist. That's why she was at Northern, to be in pharmacy school. And so when we were deciding on where to live and where to take a job, she decided to take a residency in Columbus, Ohio. She had option of West Virginia, Columbus, and Lima, which is close to where we went to college. And I said, hey, let's go Columbus. Great city. You got Ohio State right there. Like, as a sports fan, just be awesome. Good move. So here we go. We live in an apartment in Columbus. I am substitute teaching at a variety of schools. I'm trying to get coaching jobs. I'm, try- I'm trying to get my foot in the door in a city where I know, literally, I know no one in Columbus. I know one friend from college who, goes, who went to church in Columbus. That was it. My parents, family, all of them are out. And to your point, I remember when I was graduating, most kids at High Northern end up going north. So they end up going to Toledo mm-hmm. or Detroit or Cleveland for jobs versus coming towards Central Ohio. So yeah. that makes sense why there wasn't a lot of connections. At this point, I think I might have just gotten my first cell phone. So as far as staying in touch with high school friends and stuff, it's even hard. Um, so I just, I didn't know anybody. My wife's working a full-time residency at Ohio State, which with a residency, it's even more than a job because now you're, you're doing a lot of research, you're doing a lot of studying. You're just trying to get your foot in the door to get a job at Ohio State. And I'm just thinking, okay, where can I get my foot in the door as a teacher? So I'm subbing all over the place. I didn't know that Black Lick, Ohio existed. I didn't know that Grace Christian School existed. I had not applied at a single private school. Everything I was doing was public because that's just what I had known and what I had done. And then um, we were going to a really small church in New Albany with maybe like 40 people. And one day I just get a call from this woman. She says, I am Mrs. Phillips. I want to know if you'd be interested in being a gym teacher. And I swear to you, Four days earlier, I said to my wife, I think I know what I want to do. I want to be a gym teacher and an athletic director. I think that would be awesome. Because at the time, I was trying to get a job in history. My degree was history 7 through 12. I'm trying to get a job there. Okay, I'm going to be a gym teacher. Four days later, here's Mrs. Phillips. I'm looking for a gym teacher. I'm in Blacklick, Ohio. Where's Blacklick? <laughs> East of Columbus. Okay, great. I'll drive out. I'm happy to interview. I go out and I interview. The next day, she calls me back. We want you for the job. Great. Okay. And I'm thinking, how did this even happen? She said, I got your name from this guy, John. He said he goes to church with you. I called him for the job. He said he wasn't interested, but you would be great for it. So this one little church that I went to, who I knew almost nobody, there was 40 people there, happened to be the church. And all she did was they had a, they had a teacher in position to start and things fell through and he moved. And so they were like three weeks out from school, no teacher. So she opens up a file of applications, calls the first number. It was John. Boom. I can't do it, but I talked to this guy, Jeremy. He'll do it. And so sure enough, we need a PE teacher two days a week. If you're interested in starting an athletic program, we don't have athletics, but we would love to have athletics. So you can build a program if you want. And I'm like, yes, Lord. I mean, this is me, man. Let me build the thing. So my whole first year was teaching gym class two days a week. Two days a week, I was studying. I was interviewing other ADs. I was figuring out what our mascot. We weren't the Warriors before I was there. We didn't have them. There was no mascot. It was just Grace Christian School. Really? So I created the Warriors and what the logo was going to look like. And I, you know, I took votes on kids. What sports would you play if we offered them? And just all that. So my whole first year was just creating athletics at Grace. And then I was teaching gym class in the fellowship hall, which is this small room upstairs. The lunch tables were up there because that's where they had lunch. And then in between the lunch tables, there was about 20 feet. And that's where we had gym class. Unless, really? it was, unless it was nice out, we could go outside. But if it wasn't nice out, we were in that little fellowship hall to have gym because they were building the middle school that year, which is where the gym yes. currently is. So um, that's kind of how I got there. Um, there are very few times in my life where I've thought this was God. There are people that they see God in everything they do. And I firmly believe God is involved in everything I do. But very few times do I feel like, man, that had to be God. Grace Christian was that because I knew no one. I had no leads. I had no interest from anybody. And it's, Hey, here's a job exactly like what you want. And it's ready to go. And it's yours. That's amazing. So how did you come up with warrior? 
So I just, I looked around again. I was looking at all the Columbus private schools, Christian schools, and, and Lions and Eagles. I mean, it's everybody. Yes. Everybody's Lions yes. and Eagles. So true. Um, Worthington Christian was Warriors. And we were far enough away from them that I felt like it was okay to also be warriors. Also, there is a, the church that's involved with Worthington Christian as well as our school have a, they're both Grace Brethren churches. So I thought there was a connection there that made sense. But I didn't want to be warrior like an Indian chief kind of warrior. I wanted to be like a sword and a shield, put on the armor of God kind of a warrior. That's, that's awesome. so cool. I was not expecting you to say that. That is a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you so much coming over here to our house and recording a fun conversation with us and just thrilled you're able to do this. And I don't think we even got to half your, your stories <laughs> on, okay. on the list, That's which right. is great. But hopefully we met your expectations. Hopefully this is what you expected <laughs> to be a, a guest He'll be like, us. I lost sleep for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still blown away. You went to High Northern. That yeah. is amazing. So yeah, we'll have to talk about that later. But thank you for doing this. Yeah, I, I wish we had more time. And I have a lot of things I'd love to ask you guys. So, I, you know, I'll try to invite myself again in the future <laughs> so that we can make that happen. But Have Mrs. Phillips <laughs> pitch you as I'll, well. Yep. All right. I'll see if I can get a few other people to pitch me. No, I, re- I really do appreciate it. You guys are great. So this was a, a lot of fun. And I will not lose sleep tonight. I will sleep soundly this evening. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.